Community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Show. I should really nail down the title of that at some point. Uh, shout out to Teller Beats straight off the bat. You can give him a follow at Teller underscore Beats on Instagram. That's his beautiful music you're hearing right now and it makes me very excited every single week to hear it. But most importantly, I'm joined by two bloody legends. Damo, good to see you. It's been a while since I've been on the podcast. It's good to be back. Good to be back. I bloody missed you, mate. All that weird the time dilation in to Perth and it's a wormholes. It's very difficult to organise. And Patch, my better half, my lover, the man who will never leave me because I won't let that happen. How are you? Oh, Lick Dog, my son and my stars. I'm good, son. I'm good. I'm good. Is this a winner's podcast I'm hearing the start of? We got ourselves a winner's podcast, boys. Damo, you excited, mate? Big win. Oh, it was a fantastic game. I mean, both teams had terrible skills, but Dockers came out on top, so that's all that matters. And, uh, Patchy, you must be flying, mate. The, the Bombers are making a run at top four, mate. Was it, it was about a month ago that you asked me if Woosha should be sacked, and I categorically said yes, and I'm completely <laughs> flipping on that now. Um... He's fantastic and the best thing that's ever happened to this football club. He can stay as long as he wants. Kevin who? Someone shady? No, Woosha is the man for Essendon. This is not going to blow up in my face at all. Um, But you you said you were going to lose this week and you weren't going to be on the podcast. And yet I'm still hearing your luscious voice. If we lost... Uh, to be fair, we got look. The Blues came away. We're happy to have the four points, mate. They didn't play well. They were forty-eight points up and threatening to just go berserk. But I turned to my dad and I said, "We're not a team that goes berserk." And rightly, we ended up only winning by four goals. But happy to have the win. I tell you what, we had a few easy say, kills this week. I, I love that you've um, you've got your dad in the coaching box as well. Is it, what what's his specific role within the the Carlton coaching setup? Um, so he's more of a a mentor to me I sort of I, I'm one who learns through fear um, and him being a, a, a very large man with a even bigger moustache than me he's he certainly incites fear into me and if Blues aren't playing well then well I'm getting a whack in the head so he's really there just to keep me on my toes um, but I tell you bloody masterstroke I said Matthew Kennedy you're an inside mid mate forward line I said Josh DeLuca you're an inside mid mate forward line and bang they both come out and kick goals, so going pretty well. And, you know, Essendon beat Adelaide. I love that. I'm all about that. Uh, Carlton beat Swans. No, Carlton beat Gold Coast and Dockers beat Swans. They're probably the three worst teams on the la- on the the in the competition at the moment, wouldn't you think? I mean, that's very harsh to Adelaide, and I feel like one Baron Von Crow and another Staddy Matty are going to have very harsh words with you uh, later in the Mate, group chat. Adelaide are rubbish. Um, you're just saying you heard that it here first. You're just saying that because you want that. You want that. You just want to punish them. You, you don't. You want just, that pick. You want that pick swapper chart just going through the. I roof. just want that that uh, draft value index to equal in favor of Carlton and Damo. Can can we please talk about how the draft value index is nonsensical and we don't need to talk about it all the time. We don't need to talk about it all this off season, which is what's going to happen. 
It doesn't mean anything if the clubs aren't using it to bid on players. It's just, they're just picks. They're just picks. And the picks are only as valuable as the player that you select, not the points that it accrues. Yep, and as soon as you select that player, the actual the, where they went doesn't even matter anymore. The only thing that matters for is how much they get paid. It doesn't matter at all. All right, boys, we talked about footy, we've talked about love, and we've talked about life, but I think it's time to talk about the most important thing that we're here for, at, and at that's moment, super coach. I was I thought you were going to say that's Aaron Sandland's just dominating the ruck against Delira Lear, but I mean, it probably well, is super coach. Well, it's interesting. I've got my, you know, I like to get through my rookies on the bubble each week patch. He's actually at the top of the chart for players who have played less than three games. Um, scored 96 on the weekend. Just the giant. He's back. Damo, sign him up for another 10 years, mate. Oh, on the weekend, watching him run, you, you had to hold on to something to make sure that the ground, the stadium wasn't going to fall fall down. But it just, it was a bloody amazing effort from, from him. He didn't. He didn't really do that much, did he? Did he 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 sprinted after some bloke. It was it was it, it was a it was a sight. It was a sight. I believe that belongs to Mr. Gilmore. <laughs> there were tsunami warnings off the coast of Madagascar from the shockwaves too. It was. <laughs> oh, anyway, can we talk about some super coaches. Yes, yes. Damo, what we're still in Frio. Let's talk about the big Frio bit. The Teen Wolf. The Teen Wolf. Talk to me. Is he back? Tell me he's going to be back. Please tell me I need the sweet, loving embrace of the Teen Wolf, Nathaniel Fife, in my midfield again. Will I be all the talk this week? He, all, all the talk here is that he's going to be available for selection as long as he gets through the main training sessions this week. And by the sounds of it, there is no problem with him getting up for at least participating whether they mark him off as fit or not um, is up to Ross Lyon and uh, Jason Webber, the high-performance manager. So hopefully, fingers crossed, I'd, I'd th- I think he'll play, though. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Nathaniel Five is back, and if not, then we storm Damo's house and throw tomatoes at it um, because I need I need that Fife back in my life. Tom Cryer, I'd like to ask you a few questions. One, where's the Fife? And two, give me the Fife. Fellas, we're, Fife is life, and I'll tell you who Fife cost this week. We interviewed the number one ranked super coach last week, Alex, coach of Froth. Um, he's fallen from first to seventh in a week. He's 100 points or so behind the pack now, behind number one. Um, here's a list, and many people got hit by this. Here's a list of primos in his team that didn't turn up this week. Neil, Boak, Crouch... Heaney, Sicily, McGovern, Kelly, Laird, Sloan, Cripps, Bontempelli, Jack Zebel, and Nat Fife missed. Now, you can't prepare for that sort of dismal performance. Uh, teams with pods certainly jump the ranks this week. But can we just pour one out for our mate Alex? He's not too far behind. He's still got time to catch up. But we're with you, mate. We are supporting you all the way. And we feel the pain. All the way down in rank 20,000, we feel your pain. I had the same players pretty much bloody doing stuff all. Letting you down. All with you, Alex. All with you, mate. You're just biding your time. You're taking the target off your back. 
and just sort of lying lying waiting in the bushes and you'll you'll leap out and and take a stranglehold of it any second now Damo, we're still out west you're still out west um shannon hearn what why why did he suddenly miss what's the dealio is he is he a, a concern did he hurt you he hurt all of us i guess in a way he hurt me so much. I had Chris Burgess stuck in my forward line, so I had no cover. So I copped a zero, so I will be donating to um, that uh, cause dollars that is donuts. on the, that Dollars for Donuts. That's the one. I think that's what it's called, Dr. Supercoach. Um, but, yeah, there's been radio silence about him so far. They're hopeful that he will be able to play next week, but they just they haven't really been talking about him. Now, fellas, I've got a, a, a little insight here into Shannon Hearn. The little whispers from the West have come across. Now, the concern was that there wasn't enough sunscreen in the trainers' packs uh, to cover his head when he went up north. It's very hot up there. Very hot up north. The sun is harsh. It's a harsh sun up there. And they just couldn't risk it for big Shannon Hearn. They just couldn't risk the top of that scalp being bright red. So, look, you heard it here first. He's going to be absolutely fine. They He... Wore a broad brim hat all weekend. Don't worry about it. He is a-okay. He's going to play this weekend. You heard it here first. So what you're saying, Lek, they were worried that there wasn't enough banana boat for the big bonce of his. <laughs> Not enough banana boat for the big bonce. Um, and, and you know what? Speaking of, I tell you what, I reckon Clayton Oliver must have pinched all the banana boat because he lathered it up and didn't he have a game? He bloody well, I mean, dominated. I, I reckon this he almost the... didn't because he was just blistering the whole way through that game in several different ways. Well, he just kept burning it off. He was on so much fire. They just had to... He'd run out into the into the shade and they'd just dump it on him like a Gatorade Bukaki, except this time it was <laughs> Banana Boat. <laughs> and I've realised that you guys might not necessarily listen to the podcast that I do that refers to it as a Gatorade Bukaki, but kids, don't, do not Google that one at home. Do not Google that one I'd... at home. Moving right along, um, Bro- Damo, you wanted to talk about Brody Grundy um, very briefly as well, before we start getting into some questions and into some trades and who we should look to bring in. Um, to talk to us about Brody Grundy. Permanent captain. Just don't worry about the other person, just... V- Put the vice captaincy or the captaincy on him, and just let your team do its thing. Are you gonna? He's playing Friday night this week. Do we just captain him and just not have to worry about it for the rest of the weekend? We not even like I can't feasibly think of anyone who will outscore Brody Grundy this weekend. Mm. I think we just return to the Grundy Gorn combo of old, don't we? I think uh, it's simple. I, I I stuffed up my VCC this year uh, this week. Obviously, should have just gone Grundy. I think. Grundy on the Friday. Uh, Gorn on the... Although, Gorn, here's an interesting one. Do you, You're the captaincy expert, Damo. Gorn v. Rowan Marshall. Isn't he a magnificent human being? What's going to happen there? Well, Gorn scored 126 against Rowan Marshall in round five. That was a baby Rowan Marshall. Rowan Marshall has... <laughs> blossomed from his cocoon. He is a, a, a winged beast now, flying above the heads of... Rowan Marshall scored 50 against Max Gorn in that same round. Yeah, maybe... May, yeah, maybe... Maybe Grundy into Gorn's actually... Maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe that's not a bad little lie. Maybe that's not a little bad move. Maybe not. Maybe not. We did have a question about uh, Gorn 
come in this week. I put a little tweet up on the interwebs asking some for some questions, and some of them trickled through. Um, one of them was referring to um, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I've closed Twitter now. Um, but three trades left. One of them was turning Griffin Logue into a premium this week. The question was, is it worth using a second one to turn Todd Goldstein into Max Gorn? Yes. Do people have more than one trade? <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? It's, it's just, just imagine it for a moment, Lake. We'll, we'll talk oh, about hypothetical. Hypothetically. Okay. Um, yep. If you know, Goldstein scored 124 this week, coming off a 130-odd the week before and a 148 before that. I mean, Goldstein's... 124 is his lowest score for four weeks. Is there any reason you would look to turn him into Max Gorn? Got West Coast this week, Geelong in a few weeks as well. Like he's he's not coming up against. He's not got a tough run home. Is there any reason you'd get rid of Goldstein? I I would hold Goldstein at this stage. I think if you don't have Gorn now, and you've managed to go without him for the whole season, then. Just stick with Goldstein, I reckon. Well, for, even for those that traded Gorn out when he missed, um, I, I think you just hold Goldstein. Like, is that is that sounding like the the oh. better move? Especially you know this time of year when trades are, are like gold. If you had, uh, I know there's some people out there who have like nine trades left. Yeah, sure you can, and it's actually a downgrade. Todd Goldstein to Max Gorn now. Todd Goldstein's the number two priced bloody Ruckman. Um, If you had nine trades, maybe. If you got two trades, I just don't see the point in it. Um, As you stated, uh, Goldie's just been dominating. He's got a five-round average of 126. He's got a three-rounder of 135. Upcoming opponents, uh, Nick Natless, West Coast, Hawthorne, Big Boy, McAvoy, Geelong. They tend to give up a few points in the Ruck. Port Adelaide, Melbourne. Yeah, I don't mind holding him, holding him, which is crazy to say. Um, no, I, th- I think yeah. the trade is the trade is more valuable. Um, there was another question asking if um, last midfield upgrade Zeret, Cunnington, Duncan, or Taranto, who would you look at bringing in? Um, Duncan and Merritt both scored one twenties on the weekend, and there were two that I was throwing up between. I went Merritt in the end, and was very happy having watched that Friday night game where he tore apart and would have scored 140 if the whole Essendon team hadn't played brilliantly and had to share the points. Um, do, do you look at one of those two? Cunnington's had a, a, a not great run of it recently. Damo, you, you field this one, mate. I'm just having a look, just to have a look at um, those players. I think if you're going to go for someone, Zach Merritt is probably the one. But he does have the issue that he goes missing um, in a lot of matches and then eventually pumps out. So there's always the risk that he's not going to um, just have that 50-point quarter like he happily did on Friday night. But, um, yeah, I'd... of those options, I'll go for Merritt. Yeah, Merritt for me as well. I like the Duncan pod, but uh, Merritt's upcoming opponents... Gold Coast averages 105 against them. Could be 205 this week. Port Adelaide averages 112 against them. Bulldogs he struggles against, just the 74 points, but 116 against Frio and then 90 against Collingwood in that last round. And that last round could very well be a playoff between 
Collingwood and uh, Essendon for a top four position. So he, oh, he, makes me he feel might good be um, hearing you say that. He might be geared up. I, I think he's the one for me. Uh, if you're in the super upper echelon, and you know, if you're looking at the top thousand and you need a pod, I do, of course, like Duncan. But yeah, now nah, merit merit for me. If you want to go for a real pod, Jared Lyons. Ooh. Ooh, he okay. The living crap out of me. Okay, go go for it, Damo. Sell us, sell us on. Uh, okay, uh, only two scores under ninety four since round nine, um, and of those scores since round nine, he's got one hundred and twenty seven, one hundred and thirty, one hundred and thirty nine, and one hundred and sixty five, with one hundred and twelve, one hundred and nine in there as well. Can you believe? And I know this has been the talk of. Twitter the last few days. It's crazy that uh, he got delisted by Gold Coast and effectively given away for free by Adelaide. There must be... Now, I don't want to judge him. There's got to be something wrong with him. Maybe he smells a bit. Maybe people just don't want to be in the locker next to him, but it seems odd that they just... A club that can't get anyone to play there or can't retain anyone just said, nah, see you later, and then he comes out and he's just doing what he does in a very strong Brisbane midfield. Something... Something a bit iffy there. I mean, I think this is, that says more about Gold Coast, considering that Barlow was in the same boat. They were crying out for experience, and we've been over it on this podcast that they just threw him, threw him with the cleaners, and and I don't know. Lions is is a brilliant footballer and everything that Gold Coast needs, and now he's doing a brilliant role for Brisbane. And my God, Brisbane are in red hot form. Um, you know, all of the arguments about that free kick aside. Um, they're coming home like a coal train and there's no doubt that they will just be putting pedal to the metal trying to, to get every percentage point, every win they can. Um, do, you, do you reckon Lions is going to keep pumping out these these scores on the run home? Do you reckon we'll see like a 50 again that he scored against GWS a couple of weeks ago? Is that is that going to crop its, you know, rear its ugly yeah. head? Well, I think... Oh, sorry, you go, Damo, you go. You well, go. well, who's missing from the Brisbane side? No one, as far as I know. Oh, Brad Hodge. Uh, Brad Hodge. God, again. <laughs> you do that all again. the time. Brad Hodge is a cricketer, mate. He was a cricketer. He hasn't been a cricketer for years. Hodge is missing from that side, and that's about it. Um, so it's not like there's somebody that's going to come back and pinch his points. I'll say this. Uh, if there's going to be a week where he does not score well, it will be this weekend. I posted this, I stole it from Reddit, I posted it on Twitter today, sorry, I don't remember who the user was that put it up, but it's the ladder of ladder positions. Teams starting the round in second position, uh, a 4-11 and 11 for the year, they get smashed. So, Brisbane will lose this week, Lions will not score very well, but for the rest of the season, is he an okay pod option? Oh, I don't hate it, I think there's better ones around, but... Guys, we need to legitimately talk about uh, the fact that Brisbane, uh, they, you now have to consider them a premiership contender because they're top two this late in the season. They're bloody Jets. And you know why that's exciting? Because Carlton are bloody going to do the same thing next year. I tell you. I tell you. That was a, the subtlest of segues. It really was. Um, bravo. Um but was there any super coach relevance to come out of that, or you just wanted to, to spruik your your coaching, to to foreshadow your coaching oh, fantasy for next season? When you when you come out and you you go four and six or what, four and two or whatever it is we're doing, I don't keep track. 
Um, I'm just, you know, I take it one week at a time. Yeah, you feel a little confident. And for three years, I've been saying 2020 would be a year we would play finals. Now, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I think we'll win the whole bloody thing. I love a bit of confidence. Love a bit of deluded confidence from a Carlton supporter. You know, this that's, is Baron's fault, right? It's finally seen the light after years and years in the darkness. Baron did this to me. He said, Alexi, you got to... Oh, he said, Lick Dog, you got to stop being uh, so negative. You're going to beat Gold Coast. You're going to beat Adelaide. Stop being so negative. And, and he was right. I was being too negative. Carlton are going to win the Premiership in 2020 if they don't play finals this year. Yes, we'll, uh, we'll mark this and we'll come back to it about this stage next year when you're, you're crying into the bottom of a beer. Mm. Speaking of coming back to things, I know we weren't going to talk about it on the podcast, but Damo, you were mentioning before the pod there's a little, a little bet and I just thought we'd, between you and Patch, and I just thought I'd uh, bring it up on the podcast so, uh, that, it was, yes. so that it was canon. Yeah, so, um, hey, Patch, remember that bet we had? I, I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't until you mentioned it before the podcast and suddenly remembered that I'm I'm very frivolous with, with throwaway lines. There was one, Guess I, who's... one I made during the preseason, which has come back to, uh, to bite the hip pocket, I think, might, might happen. Looks like you're going to be parting with 130 odd dollars at the end of the year. Yeah, would you care to, to explain, explain the, bet to, the bet to people that have forgotten about it? So at the beginning of the year, Patch said to me, Brody Grundy will get bitten by the Cox curse. And it hasn't happened yet. Yet. Yet is the important word here, Damo, and I'd like you to not forget that, that it, it's there. It's still there. Yet. I'm so excited for this. So basically, the bet was that I would donate whatever Brody Grundy's average is to a charity of Damo's choice. Um, and if... I, I can't remember what the reciprocal um, thing is. If, if Grundy was bitten by the Cox curse. I can't remember what. If what Grundy the wasn't the but, number one averaging Ruckman, then I would have to donate the average of the number one averaging Ruckman. Yeah, which is definitely a scenario we're still entertaining and I'm still perusing charities to try and pick them out. But yeah, the Cox curse is dead. Um, it's dead and buried and, and gone. Oh no, there's still bloody five games to play. Why'd you say that? I don't want to part with 130 bucks. Um, but it, it is gone. Um, and it's as in Gorn, not Max Gorn, as in it's Gorn. Grundy's got it. Grundy is the perma captain. He's fantastic. Let's swing and we talk ha- about Supercoach. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about Supercoach at all. <laughs> no, we at haven't. All. Um, I'd like to talk very briefly about Lockie Whitfield because it's at the point now where he's basically as low as he'll go price wise. Um, break even of 93 this week. He's $521,000. He's scored 119 on the weekend. Um, you know, assuming you've still got you've still got that one upgrade to make in the back line, or, or you, you're trying to replace um, someone that's gone down, or you, you're desperate for a cash league and you're flicking Shannon Hearn for some ungodly reason, which you shouldn't do. Lockie Whitfield is the obvious choice in the back line if you don't have him. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, I have a better. You have a better. You have a better than Lockie Whitfield option. I have a better. I have a. Uh... Uh, better. Also from GWS, my boy Zachy Williams. And yes, I'm claiming him, even though in no way is he my boy, and I did not start him at the start of the year. Now, he- hear me out. 
Logie Whitfield, uh, you know, he's pretty good. 119, pretty good. But you know who's the man? Zachy Williams. He's playing midfield with Toby Green. We'll come back to him. Um, he's pumping out a 103. Whitfield, oh, he's injury prone. He misses games. Ugh, who can be bothered with that? Zach Williams is a sure thing. I've had Zach Williams all year, and, I, and I've loved him in my team. Zach Williams is fantastic. I will absolutely pay that. But if you had the choice between the two of them, especially at their price to bring in this week, uh, Whitfield would take that cake. You, I mean, you look at uh, Whitfield's scores, and his ceiling is astronomical. He's got a 152 this year, got a 170, for goodness sake. Like, you know, he's, he's turning up in most of his games that he's not being injured in. Um, you know, he had 65 around halftime when he when he injured himself against Gold Coast and his two other scores that are below 100 this year, 86 and 45, the only two games that are under 100 for a defender. It's a, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's, he's pretty good. He's almost, almost as good as Patrick Cripps. What's, what's happened to Cripsy boy? Well... Uh, he just doesn't know what to do if he's not shouldering the entire load for <laughs> for the Blues. Um, he's almost, and he's almost, and you kind of saw it in the last quarter last week, he's kind of playing a semi-diversion-like role. Like, there was a few plays, particularly in the, towards the end of the, well, not the Gold Coast game the week before, where he was like... Waiting at outside of packs, and he was like whispering to Crip, uh, to Cruz, and was getting him to like hit it to other people that weren't him because the attention was going to him. He's like kind of sac- self-sacrificing. It's been great for the Blues. It's awful for Supercoach. Um, one thing to remember though is uh, he started off reasonably well, and then at the start of the second quarter, uh, hurt his ankle and really kind of struggled from then on. Then they sat him in the last quarter in the forward line. Yeah, he had some... Jesus, God, he's... Oh, I tell you, when he was stepping around those players and kicked that goal, I tell you. Oh, I was aroused. Um, but I drew it up like that, so pretty good. Uh, anyway, no, he's fine. Don't worry about him. He's absolutely fine, assuming he plays. <laughs> he's absolutely That's fine. not a caveat I want on the back of any anything ever related to Supercoach. He's fine as long as he plays. He just knows. I'll drop me price now. I'll try and bring my average down so that you blokes can all afford me at the start of next year. Because that's the kind of captain he is. He's a bloody jet. I mean, he's pretty good. He's he's alright, I guess. Um, what trades are you making this week, Lake Dog? You, you've been you've been very um, reticent to actually say what you're doing this week. You've been skirting around it in the group chat, but you do, I'm going to just get it out of you right now. What what are you doing? You're doing something. You're up to something. I don't know what it is, but I I want to know. <clears throat> well, I'll take you back to last week. And I was sitting there at the game and I couldn't decide between Ed Kerno and Mark Murphy. I needed one of them in my team. Now, naturally, I made the wrong decision. I went Mark Murphy. Um, Kerno went tunned up. Mark Murphy didn't. That's fine. Mark Murphy will be fine. But it got me thinking, Patch, and I thought, I've only got a couple of trades left. I still need a premium mid. Who can I bloody bring in? Who is going to make my team? The greatest team in the land. And by greatest team in the land, I, of course, mean, uh, you know, a, a somewhat standard, okay team. And I thought to myself, Patch, 
He's what you want to know what I thought. Of him. You know, you want to know what I thought. Oh, of what, what did you think yourself, like dog? What did What did you think? And look, I completely came up with this name on my own without any help. Mm-hmm. I thought Brisbane are pretty good. Yeah, Dane Zorko. Now it just came to me. I don't know where it came from. I thought Dane Zorko, five hundred sixty six k. 104 for the year. Five round of average of 119 points. Bloody dominating since the bye. And I thought, that's a man I want in my super coach team. So that's a man I'm going to be bringing into my super coach team to finish off my team and leave me with effectively no trades. What magical hat could you have possibly drawn Zorko the Magnificent out of completely out of the you blue? Know, it, I, I honestly... No one's spoken think, about him at, at, at all. I think it was God... I think Gary Ablett was talking to me um, when I came up with it. And Damo, actually, maybe Damo. Damo, was it your idea to get Zorko in? It wasn't my idea. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I remember. Uh, maybe. Yeah, it must have been me. Must, must have, been, have me. been you. That's the only logical solution to, to what what's happened. I mean, really, it's divine intervention. Um, it, it, go- really it, 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 it goes against everything I wrote about in the preseason to go, yeah, okay, Dan, go Dane Zorko. <laughs> Oh, the preseason, oh, the pre-season. Cool. how long ago? Um, the pre- back <laughs> when I thought the Cox curse still existed, how young and naive. Back I when I thought that uh, that uh, Dunkley would be a good selection. Well, mm. well so long ago. Mm. Back, back when I thought Toby Green would never be a player I'd ever consider bringing into my team ever. Please help, guys. I'm considering it. What do I do? He's playing midfield. Like I said two weeks ago, he's a good selection. He hasn't kicked anyone in the head yet, but he's a good selection. Damon must agree that Toby Green is, if not a must-have, he's bloody close. He's a good option. He's a very good option. Oh, that's not How what far I wanted we've to hear. come. Not wanted to hear that, any of that. Can we talk about rookies, he's... something sensible and normal and, and that I'm used to? Like, Doug, you must surely yeah. have, have had a look at rookies, and by rookies we I mean Bobby do. Hill. <laughs> yep, he is the rookie. Um... Can we not talk Pub- about Bobby Hill? Pumped <laughs> uh, out another, pumped out another sixty. Uh, that's two sixties. Seems to have a pretty solid position in the team. Forward midfield swing, hundred seventeen kg WS player. Uh, he's not going to set the world on fire, but he is certainly uh, a decent option. Another guy who played his second game was Cam Sutcliffe. You're not going to look at him at two hundred k in the midfield. Uh, Scores a 31 and 57 from the last two games. You're not going to look at him. Uh, Jake Stein for GWS finally played. He played his second game uh, in defense. I'd suspect he's probably not going to hold that position. Pumped out of 34. But they've got players to return. Um, and then we had a, a whole range of debutants uh, play this. Well, first game is for the season play. So Riley Stoddard scored 21 for Sydney. You're not going to look at him. Uh, Josh DeLuca scored 29 for the Blues inside mid playing forward who would have thought you're not going to pick him um, and then the other one Will Snelling 49 one to look at in a week's time but I know one that people are going to trade in a lot Hayden McLean 102k forward for Sydney scored 60 um, a lot of people are going to look at him there was a couple of other deputants but these are the guys you're going to be looking at I'd imagine Hang on, you 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 missed a name. Who's on the bubble? Who? Um, oh, Aaron Sandilands. Yeah, I think his name is. Out of the West. He's, he's, yeah. He's tall. He's a ruckman, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's no weird. injury I thought he was already fresh as a daisy. Yeah. Um, I thought he was already on a list, but he, yeah, he hasn't played it. No. no, interesting. No, he just loves running around and getting the turf between his toes. Does a a Ron? A a Ron. Don't yeah, don't so. talk, let's not let's seriously for a second. <laughs> yeah, no, that's my rookie update. Well, guys, I think that's all we have time for. We, we the the community won't know this, but we just had ten minutes of silence as we sat here and reflected on our on our lives, what we're doing, where the time goes. Um, and there's just one last one, Patch, a man that I loved before he was cool. Dan McPherson turned up on the weekend, one hundred five for Gold Coast. What a jet! I love him. And I think with that but, McPherson, but no Gold Coast players. I'm just going to cut you down before you before you start going. No Gold Coast players. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, no Gold Coast players. That is a rule. Uh, we make, you know, if we went back and put together all the rules we've made on this podcast, you would not be able to select us. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to select a team. <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't. But that's half the fun, isn't it? Breaking the rules makes you feel like a daredevil, makes you feel a bit, bit zany, a bit dangerous, doesn't it? And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what makes me feel dangerous Reading all the weekly articles on jockreynolds.com.au, uh, I, I love the the weekend rap that um, Foz Daddy puts up. I, I like the around the grounds. Baron Von Crow previewing all of the teams for next year, all the players who haven't played yet. He's having a look at what they're going to be next year's starting price, what we think they're going to do. Uh, Damo, your bloody captain's article, it's a, it's a bloody masterpiece, mate. Thank you, thank you, Lek. The cheat sheet goes up, then the panic room, and it's just, oh, it's a week full of, of fun and, mm. and and hilarity and education. And if, you know what, if you're out there, community, we're approaching the off-season, hey, if you want to do anything this week, let us know if you want to contribute, if you want to put an article up, if you've got a rant you want to get off your chest, let us know, put it up there. Um, mm. Make sure you tune into the live streams on Thursday when there's a Friday game. We love doing that at Dog Games on Twitch. Um, and also, keep an eye out, and I'm going to say it because you say things and then you have to do them, Patch. That's how it works, Damo. We want to do some live podcasts, aka radio, where you guys would be able to call in and, and chat with us, ask questions, etc., etc. I think it would be a lot of fun. So keep an eye out on that. Damo, do you have anything you want to say to this beloved community we, that we have out there? Oh, I just thank you for sticking around all year so far and hope you... Hopefully you stick with us through the through the preseason and the off season and all that sort of stuff. I tell you what, there are some big plans in the offing for the off season, the offing season. Uh, patch, patch, Leg speak. Um, I'm still gunning for the rest of this season, mate. I'm back in the top 10k. We're still here. We're still going. We still got plenty of footy left to get through this year, and I'm keen as a bean for it. Um, and we're we're good. My team was is not on fire, unlike lots of other teams. So hopefully there are people out there in the community who who whose teams aren't just burning dumpsters. And we're still hanging <laughs> strong. Maybe, fingers crossed. Love you. Anyway, best of luck, community. We'll catch you on the flip side. Go for it.